Today's guest host is Amanda Laird, a registered holistic nutritionist in Toronto who is also the host of a great podcast called The Heavy Flow Podcast, which she was lovely enough to have me on when my book came out this spring. I also want you to know that when she submitted this pitch to me and then sent the episode to me, she made sure to include an image from Taking Charge of Your Fertility, a very important diagram which you will be seeing on social today. While you're over there, be sure to follow her at Amanda Laird because her first book, Heavy Flow, Breaking the Curse of Menstruation, will be published by Dundurn Press in February of 2019. And with that, handing the mic over to you, Amanda. Hey everyone, Amanda Laird, host of the Heavy Flow podcast here, filling in for Abby. So something that has been on my mind lately is the wonder that is cervical mucus produced by the cervix, which, if you ask me, is likely the most underrated body part in the human body, both male and female for that matter. So first of all, let's talk about the fact that in addition to producing the liquid gold that is cervical mucus, and we're going to come back to that in a minute, the cervix dilates to about 10 centimeters during childbirth. That's about the size of a New York bagel. And it can also produce what is known as a cervical orgasm. But that, my friends, is another topic for another podcast on another day. So let's talk about cervical mucus. Most of us are taught that the female plays a pretty passive role in human reproduction. The egg is released from the ovary into the oviduct where it waits patiently until the sperm arrives to fertilize it. Now, this is true. The egg is released from the ovary and it sits in the oviduct until a sperm arrives. But the sperm didn't get there all on its own. No, no. They have the wonder that is cervical mucus to thank for helping them make it all the way up there to the egg. How does that saying go? That behind every great man, there's a great woman. So as an adolescent, I certainly wasn't familiar with cervical mucus, nor was I as a young woman. And apparently neither was my doctor when she assured me that the snotty discharge I was experiencing was just a cold in my vagina. As it turns out, it wasn't a cold, it was cervical mucus. So by now, I am sure you are just dying to know what this is all about. So this fluid is produced by the crypts that line the cervical canal. And there's another thing that I bet you didn't realize that the cervix was a canal. And it's produced in the days leading up to and around ovulation. This mucus is essential for the nourishment and mobility of sperm because they're not exactly self-sufficient. Think about the guy who graduated college and moved back in with his parents and his mom is still doing his laundry. They need a medium in which to live, move, and thrive. Otherwise, these sperm are going to die. The average lifespan of sperm is only about a day or two, 
but in the presence of cervical fluid, they can live as long as five. So as estrogen rises in the first half of the menstrual cycle, cervical mucus changes from dry, so no mucus after menstruation, to a creamy or sticky fluid. Now everyone's different, everyone describes this different, but this is most likely described as hand lotion. And then as you get closer to ovulation, it becomes super fertile and slippery like egg whites. So this is the egg white mucus that you can stretch between your fingertips. When the cervical mucus is sticky or creamy, the sperm get trapped in it and they can't go anywhere because basically there's no point for them to travel into the uterus. After all, there's no egg to be fertilized. So what does a uterus need sperm for anyway? Then as that mucus gets more slippery and it turns into that egg white mucus, that tells you that you're super fertile and it gives the sperm an alkaline environment to protect them from an otherwise acidic vagina. And it also makes it easier to swim. So if they get trapped in the thick, creamy mucus, this thin, watery, egg white mucus really makes it easy for them to travel up through the vagina into the uterus up to the oviducts and it acts kind of like a sperm elevator if you will. And if we're close to ovulation but we haven't ovulated yet, the cervical mucus will actually store the sperm for later release to time its arrival. So it gets to the oviducts or the uterus, the upper part of the reproductive system when ovulation occurs. Now, all of this is amazing, but my very favorite thing about cervical mucus is that it acts as a kind of natural born sperm killer. That's right. So when the sperm get trapped in the egg white cervical mucus, it filters out the abnormal sperm and any bacteria that might have come along with it. So only the best swimmers are making its way past the cervical mucus. So all this talk lately about big dick energy on the internet. What about cervical energy? Because if cervical mucus doesn't have BDE, then who even does? Oh. 